0: Dave, it's almost been a year. Uh, we're getting there. You know what that means. No. We got a one-year anniversary special app coming up. No way. Yes way. And this is the last chance for all you scaredy cats to answer our questions on our survey. Where can uh, they find it? Uh Head on down to Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the social media site. Ins- go to yeah. Instagram. <laughs> and uh search, text Chris Dave Saw. Um You'll find us there. And there's going to be a link. Uh Uh, underneath this post and click on that and you'll get three very interesting questions yeah what horror movies you think we should watch Mm -hmm. uh what questions you wanted to ask about me and chris and anything you think we can do to improve the podcast yeah um and then as as a bonus comment what we're doing well yeah we're doing great (laughs) please do it it's your last chance demons, ghosts outside Screaming, you can run, but you can't hide You can't scare me, I'm already dead inside Jennifer Lopez <laughs> Gen- Jennifer Lopez Uh, okay Kate Blanchett Kate Blanchett. Blanchett Blanchett Isn't it? <laughs> Isn't it? Uh Mr. Hugh Jackman, Hugh Jackman, Hugh Ackman. Uh what's the thing if you say in a Jamaican accent? It's oh yeah, uh, Michael Caine, my cocaine. If you just say Mike, you know that one? No, I don't. What are you talking about? If you just say my, like the possessive, my cocaine. Uh huh. It's the same way a British person says Michael Caine, my cocaine, <laughs> my <Michael> cocaine. <laughs> Thank you. Nice British accent. <laughs> my cocaine. And Jennifer Lopez is how, if you want to, if you want to just really get into an Australian accent, just say Jennifer Lopez, Jennifer Lopez. And then you'll be there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jennifer there. Lopez. There's all these like little tricks to, <laughs> to like spur your brain. Exactly. Talking in an accent. You got it. Yeah. But I'm terrible at accents. So the one that I, it's not that I do it well, but neither does he, but, um, a Southern accent as done by Andrew Lincoln from walking dead. Oh Yeah. Carl, Carl. Oh, those Carl, Carl, cool, Carl! Cool, cool. I love those Carl memes so much. <laughs> They're so funny. They're so great. The dad jokes, yeah, dad jokes. But with like in that scene too, like they've just like lost so much, and yeah. it's such a horrific, heartrending so scene. The one where he's like leaning down yeah. outside the prison, yeah. exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. the one. Like they don't know where Judith is at that moment. <laughs> That's <laughs> what that is. <laughs> oh, are you All on right. to Fear of Walking Dead? um oh man we have not kept up with the season i've I've watched the first two seasons right it or, seems to be doing pretty well it, or was it on a, a halfway break or something those halfway breaks come on it's so fucking annoying it is you never know when your show is on when it's new Mm-mm. when it's not no star trek is gonna do that soon it's oh, gonna really? stop in november until january i man fucking matt myra from nerdist mm-hmm. is hosts the star trek after show he does. Yeah, it's called After Trek, and he does a whole same with like Chris Hardwick's sure. Walking Dead thing. That's but. Chris Hardwick's life now. It's just- yeah he's just on the caboose of every show chris hardwick is just hanging on to the like the wires dude and he jumps off and talks about it yeah he's like he does so fucking much he had at midnight mm-hmm. now that's done but he's doing some nbc game shows yeah. so he's like upgraded his network Jeez, to he's to being dumb. a host he's like right underneath seacrest doing the yeah, hosting he, everything he's done it he's the host now the blonde white guy host <laughs> yeah he also married a billionaire so I mean that guy's yeah. set. Yeah, yeah. Chris Hardwick <laughs> has it all. <laughs> he, he and truly did does. you did you listen to um, his uh, podcast Futurama crossover? Uh no. Oh wait, where they did like a new episode of Futurama? They did a Futurama episode. In I the heard podcast. about it, but no, I didn't. It I was didn't really listen funny. To it. Yeah, yeah. Like just they make so many like audio jokes. Ah, uh, you know, it's like they do things I like assume, Bender it's... stop juggling those horses or like something like that. So they have the voice actors actually. Yeah are they improvising a new episode or was it a scripted scripted. script they wrote it's so crazy yeah and then chris hardwick plays the monster in it in that episode oh no way yeah that's so fun he's really good and it's actually he's almost like parodying himself because how he like attacks them is by like playing all of the podcasts in the world at once right (laughs) it's awesome (laughs) yeah oh that's really funny a little self-jab yep so, yeah, that's about a lot of voices, of uh, the voices of Futurama. We were talking about accents earlier. This is a perfect segue into the movie we're going to watch today, which is a movie that you you have seen and love and have suggested we watch. Yeah. And, uh, in fact, the first time we talked about this was um, the infamous episode 13 featuring Trevor Pullman. So we are on the record talking about it. Yeah. What um, we, and what do we say? What was the discussion at that point? Um, we bring it up to, uh, we're asking Trevor about what, recent horror movies he's seen and Mm -hmm. he and I watched the voices together Ah. right before that so we're talking about how good it is and and your opinion at that time was like oh I thought it was just a comedy I haven't heard anything about it and so then looking into it it is like it did it got a limited release it wasn't a wide release Mm -hmm. so it did kind of just fade into obscurity after trailers yeah it looks like it was it premiered at Sundance yeah so that's already like I didn't know that that's already kind of to its merit to mm-hmm. get into a very prestigious film festival. Yeah. That aired there. And then, yeah, limited, very limited release in VOD. Yeah. Um, but critically it did, it did positively. We'll say, right. Like it didn't so do like seventies, sixties. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, yeah it's it's a really cool movie yeah and just i mean that's exciting because it did not make a splash at all like you no. especially in horror circles i had no idea that it was even a horror movie yeah i haven't heard horror fans really talk about it too much yeah like i i were just reading the descriptions on wikipedia anyone can find this that, referring to it as a black comedy right um but it it's dark it goes into horror territory hmm. and uh the whole movie is just weirdly quirky and upbeat and shifts so it's it, it's great so I mean, would you call it like a a comedy horror horror comedy it's more of a horror movie than several of the horror comedies we've done okay um it's hard it's hard to describe it's real offbeat um right but yeah i I guess i would call it a horror comedy but the comedy becomes very real um so you'll just have to see it and maybe we'll see what you think after we watched it what where it falls as as far as genre is concerned yeah no definitely um it's directed by marjane Satripi, right yeah iranian iranian Writer-director mm-hmm. she's most famous for Persepolis. Did you ever see that? I didn't see it no. like the I haven't seen any of her stuff it's like a um, Animated or graphic novel adaptation, but mm-hmm. what I didn't know is she actually Also wrote and illustrated the original graphic novel. Oh, so, that's so she directed the movie based on her own source material Which is crazy like like Clive Barker. Yeah, yeah. except no animation right he didn't, he didn't. <laughs> she so <laughs> she goes a step further yeah and that was her biggest thing so this is the next project that she kind of picked up and the only thing that she's really done since then for in terms of a feature film and the script originally was supposed to star ben stiller it was going to be made in like the mid-2000s whoa yeah 2006 man that would have been terrible <laughs> <laughs> like i've seen the movie and yes. i'm like putting his stiller's face on what i've seen yeah. in the voices and it just makes me want to Wretch! wow disgusting coffee vomit on your table (laughs) all right so she picked up the the script um you know almost a decade later and when they were auditioning people apparently ryan reynolds sent in just recorded on his iphone him doing different voices of all the different characters Mm -hmm. and they were like oh yeah this is it it has to be it you're sold Yeah. yeah and yep he he nails it I, I just love Ryan Reynolds so much. That's part of the impetus for my love of life.
1: Right. And yeah. this is this
0: is before kind of the return of Reynolds, mm-hmm. essentially, like the before he re-exploded with Deadpool. That was his re-explosion because um, there's this movie called Paper Man. Have you ever seen it? No. Um, with uh, Jeff Daniels, Emma Stone, Lisa Kudrow, uh, and Ryan Reynolds. From around that time? Um, from, no, like maybe early 2000s. Okay, maybe maybe as late as two thousand ten. I, I can't put the year to it, but um, Ryan Reynolds plays the imaginary friend of Jeff Daniels, who's a writer, oh, and he's nice. he's a superhero from when he was like six years old, called Captain Excellent. That's Ryan Reynolds' character, yeah. <laughs> and he's like got bleached blonde raising. hair and a little Superman costume, and he is it's fucking hilarious. And oh an man, amazing movie. He's he's definitely never disappeared. He's always he's yeah. a consistently working actor, but he was very famous. I feel in the early two thousands. Mm-hmm. That was kind of his kind of first big wave. And then he just kind of disappeared from the biggest movies until Deadpool. And now he's very much right. back in, in the spotlight the, again. In the spotlight. But then also, like, The Voices is not... No. that's got Is that, like, his dead area, you think? Like I I feel like it is. I feel like... Cause that's this is 2014 and Deadpool is 2016 or 2015? 2015. 2015. Okay, yeah, yeah. So this is just, just kind of right prior to that. Yeah. Okay, that field. makes sense. Yeah, if his big explosion was Deadpool, which it was. Right. Yeah. I think you nailed it. I feel like I can see him in some, like navy hat in some movie like for sure what's that yeah again i just don't Whatever. think he it had as matter. high profile of a mm-hmm. career for a while and now i think he's right back on top yeah well that's great i really love him i think he's a great actor cool and um who else is in this movie saw so anna kendrick has anna, a little part yes yeah, she does any anyone else notable um maybe no I, I don't or at least not to me right no anna kendrick and ryan reynolds are the big two names i'm excited i feel like we haven't done a horror comedy in a little while is that right yeah it's been yeah, a little while, so I think, you're right. I think we're I think we're ready for this, especially after just last week watching How Razor, a Dark Broody Eighties one. Now we'll get our sensibilities a little bit up to, yeah. up to current date. let have uh, and this movie is very a very good time and cute even at moments. So wonderful. It'll be a great movie to watch right now. All right, can't wait. I say we have uh, some more sips of coffee and watch us a movie. Let's do it, man. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Sing soul. happy song sing a happy song why don't you sing along sing a happy song oh what a fun movie i was wondering like as he's blocking out i'm like okay what's what's the next scene gonna be like you can't end <laughs> you can't end here you have to like level it out for the viewer and but i did not think that it would be <laughs> full-on weird musical dance number weird like 70s music video from heaven yeah <laughs> in heaven with jesus yeah. Just dancing around. <laughs> Ooh, that was much funnier than I remember. <laughs> the last number, all of it. So the, the original s- songs are such a nice touch. Yeah, <laughs> isn't that great? Yeah. This the whole movie, and in fact, like the first like maybe ten minutes, fifteen minutes of watching it, you I, you just kept going like, "What is this movie? What is going on?" You know. And it's great because it's it's establishing that you know yeah what his is, world is yeah and it is such a bizarre and unique and weird movie yeah yeah i yeah. agree with that it's maybe a part of like what makes it so difficult to classify absolutely yeah oh my gosh because they take every component of it seriously you know they don't phone it in on any part of the story yeah you know it's all he's got a real troubled background he's got a you know a real on the ball problem and a, and a therapist who's giving real information and yeah who's great but jackie great. weaver she's fantastic mm-hmm. in that. yeah she killed it oh my gosh um, yeah, and and then at the same time he's living in this like walking on sunshine world. It's mm-hmm. like basically a cartoon. Yeah, he's going to work, and the song that's in his head that we get to watch as a viewer yeah. is just a song about the company. That yeah. He's whistling along like to Milton, and yeah. his coworker's like, "Can you can you quit it? Can you, can you please just <laughs> not today sing that song?" yeah he's like oh sorry i'll keep it down and then he's like goes from whistling to humming yeah just as loud yeah oh, it's so good but um yeah i remember seeing that for the first time with trevor after he takes the um the drugs mm-hmm. you know because the head yells at him to do so and then he like wakes up and you see what his apartment you see how actually disgusting like. the apartment is yeah. yeah and it's just a fucked like hoarder serial killers apartment just blood and you know like cat shit on the floors and yeah Just a nightmare place. I totally like get that his whole work environment too is probably way bleaker than it looks but because he's not on his pills we see this whole work environment as beautiful bright pink vibrant yeah Yeah. forklifts that are just look (laughs) so clean and beautiful synchronized forklift dances yeah yeah like pink outfits and jumpsuits there's no way that they're really like that but that's what he sees exactly yeah because of his lack of medication yeah he's like bright pink almost like signals like they're in his head world right yeah those really bright pink like at one point she's wearing bright pink and like when they're dancing when they're at the like party in the conga line and stuff yes. he's got that crazy bright pink shirt and she's got the same matching dress and they're just dancing together in a room under yeah. like a disco ball yeah and dancing like not how two people alone in a room would dance but like yeah. the most big bizarre is yeah, yeah. <laughs> dancing yeah with their whole bodies like arms flailing oh, and stuff man. hair bouncing around and then he has that like slow motion moment where he, he, you know the cartoon falling in love yeah it's just butterflies are appearing butterflies yeah Uh uh-huh when did the butterflies appear in the car because that part is so funny um they Um, appear first when i feel like they appear first when they're dancing right at the office party yeah he sees butterflies around her and then when he's just driving her around before they hit the deer no isn't that when they appear again i can't i can't totally tell i feel like it's after a kill oh it's not around her it's just around him like after he has that first night with her he's he's just driving and the two butterflies are flying around (laughs) his face yeah and everything is just weirdly vibrant I mean, for a director who, this is their first live action um, movie that they've directed. animation yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's incredible how great everything looks and yeah. the contrast between, yeah, the real world and what he's seen and what Jerry's his, seen in his head. His version of the real world. And like my favorite moment for that, I think, is when he sets the therapist down on the couch. And uh, basically, he's still in his world and it's a clean, normal apartment mm-hmm. with the dog and cat there. And she's like, oh my God, what did you do? Yeah. And there's nothing there. For her to be like, from our perspective, yeah, 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 and you could just like, you know, how much of a nightmare it is, but like, we don't see that last since um, the third girl gets killed. Right, that was just like a cut, and she's just putting her head in the yeah in the fridge. Yeah, so we don't know what the carnage is like at that point, like around the table. Man, are those pizza boxes that are just stacked up to oblivion? Yeah, I think he just gets fast food and he doesn't throw it out. Yeah, like I but think. Saran wraps it maybe. Like it looks like the boxes are covered in some kind of a... some kind of Saran wrap, and Ooh. yeah, it, yeah. I think that's exactly what it is. Just to kind of like ward off smell and stuff. Yeah. Real nasty. Yeah. But even like, even like when he's not taking the pills, he's not even smelling right. Because he says like when he's talking to the head again, after he took the pill and then he's like, those pills are rubbish. You know, he's like, yeah, you know, you didn't just look like a Jacqueline and you smelled bad too. You're stinky too. Oh, right. Yeah, and then he says, now you smell like baby shampoo yes when with to her head yeah to her head yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they're having the polite conversation and she dials back she goes like she goes no you shouldn't be taking those pills never mind that was my bad right oh and it's so great like all these conversations that he's having like if you do zoom out and realize that he's doing all the voicing for it too Mm -hmm. it makes those conversations with like the cat and the dog and himself and like a head so interesting amazing Mm mm-hmm yeah. Especially like some of the scenes are so hilariously written where the cat and the dog are kind of arguing with each other and he's kind of in the middle of it. Yeah. So like there's a <laughs> the one scene where the cat is yelling at the dog, the dog's yelling back, and then it just zooms out and it just freezes on the silence. Yeah. And Ryan Reynolds is just kind of like looking left, looking right. Like awkwardly saying <laughs> it like yeah between two friends who just got in a exactly, fight." Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, <laughs> you just put it perfectly. Yeah. It's like I'm I'm not getting involved in this. But all three are yeah. voices in his head. And when he's trying to blame the cat at the end. He's like, you're trying to fucking blame me, right? Like, he's yeah. saying that. And uh, um, Ryan Reynolds is like, no, no, of course not. And then he, like, nods. He's like, yeah. He, like, mouths, <laughs> yeah. like, it was the cat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to, like, the therapist. To... Oh, man. And there were so many great moments, like, where they would just shift perspective a little bit. Like, often we were following him. But when we switched to following, like, one of the people who would get killed, mm-hmm. like, the therapist, again. That's just the most recent. Um, he When he's talking to his animals and they're not hearing that side of the conversation, right like when he screams is like yeah that's when know. it first happens right with the therapist coming in uh no, with um no with uh anna kendrick um before yes, he kills her you're right, you're right you're right he yells like no she's the best thing that ever happened and to and you don't hear the cat at that point no because yeah. yeah the it's room her is disgusting we're yeah. seeing everything in the real world it shifted to her perspective at yeah. that moment yeah it's you can kind of tell when it's his because everything's great yeah for the most part wow yeah and all that being said this is an incredibly sad movie yeah yeah sorry it's very <laughs> sad yeah it's very sad and very funny and i i often i guess mix those two up it's know? like yeah. yeah it's like you're you're in his fun funny world yeah or whatever but the reality like what's beneath the surface what's actually happening is very tragic yeah his like history you know they allude to it at the beginning and then you see the flashback how he has to kill his own mom yeah you know he gets like locked up for that and so his like social skills are like you know stunted and like, absolutely and so the way that he carries himself is very awkward and mm-hmm. you know he when he says that stuff about the um the four angels like the trivia question mm-hmm. that's so jarring and out of nowhere you yeah know? And, that's really creepy right uh, before they get in the accident and then yeah. Lucifer's the answer that he's hammering home after after he just slaughters he just the deer. slaughtered a deer yeah because the, de- the deer told him to do it yeah and then the- <laughs> yeah that's nuts yeah and then and then later the cat's like well then why did you bring the knife you know he's like oh no maybe i did mean to like he For really point- he really allows all the corners of these thoughts to go through his head but they're represented through different characters mm-hmm. you know the head in the fridge the cat or the dog the dog is like the most important thing in the world to him because the dog is the one who's making him think that he's a good boy it's a simple life everything's good just get excited yeah you know that that's life and then the, you know the cat's like give in to your bullshit and mm-hmm kill for the thrill of it totally so like the dog like slowly throughout the movie like loses faith in him Mm -hmm. you know because he keeps getting like worse and worse and worse i love bosco it's such a great character so great when the door when someone knocks on the door i got your back (laughs) jerry i got your back i'll take this bullet for you jerry those those voices are great like he does a great job doing both those characters yeah and um they Oh God, there's, I don't even know how to explain it, but like the way it, when um it switches to the perspective of the therapist or someone who's about to get murdered and he's talking to his animals, mm-hmm. how the camera still like goes like onto the cat and the cat's just sitting there and there's like some sort of like evil implied about it. But at that point it's literally just a cat, yeah, you know, and he's talking to it in his own head, but they don't see that. So there's like all these sinister shots of just the cat looking yeah over at them just a normal cat looking around normal cat Yeah. but they shot it so perfectly yeah. to like imply this sinister nature even mm-hmm. though it's just a house cat yeah just a normal cat and yeah he, and that's how he's projecting his like evil serial killer side comes out through the cat but it really you really get at the end when he has the therapist on the hood of the car and they're out like in the mm-hmm. big valley or whatever yeah in that meadow or whatever it is where he goes to get like 10 second therapy. Yeah. He's 10 years of therapy in 10 seconds. Like he just, he really, Jerry just needs to know that he's not alone. Like he, at Mm -hmm. the root of all this is like, yeah, his mental illness, which is projecting and allowing him to hear all these voices and skews reality. Mm -hmm. But he just feels so alone in that, like in the fact that he hears these voices, he really just needs to be told like, there are people that are with you. Like we can, we can be there with you. You don't need to feel so cut off from the rest of society despite your illness. Yeah, and like man, that like that scene is great too because um the way that she describes like how he he's normal like cuz like one thing he's really trying to avoid is being a killer, being bad, being a bad person. Like mm-hmm. that's really what he's crying about and stuff. And so she's saying like no, the voices are normal. It's the actions that you don't have to give into. Yes. And like that's another revelation to him. Mm-hmm. You know, so she like then does goes on this sort of like internal like monologue about how she like, you know, she has her own doubts. Like you're fat. People like think you're, yeah, we're not so different. Everyone has different thoughts in your brain Mm -hmm. that are telling you different things. And it's how you act on those thoughts that makes you who you are. And that's such a great, therapy thing to say and also such a great hostage like deranged oh, totally. hostage situation thing. she to handles say. it incredibly well yeah yeah oh. she handles being like driven off into the middle of nowhere by this guy Total, Like she's not breaking down mm. like anna kendrick just loses it right oh yeah <laughs> right away in those situations <laughs> but the therapist like handles it like the best possible way she can yeah well she's got an insight on into his brain right yeah and who absolutely. he is and, and she's probably does. thoroughly trained in how to deal with these kinds of situations sure i would have imagined that she would have a little bit of a better. Um, escape mechanism in her own office in case a, a patient does kind of come like, like some kind of instant button <laughs> or a secretary yeah, yeah. <laughs> someone, <laughs> yeah. Who someone else, like, like, else there yeah you'd imagine yeah but um, small town I guess small town Milton that doesn't happen yeah but that's like that was a terrifying scene maybe one of the scariest is when he's in um, in that therapy office and he's slowly oh, yeah. like admitting what, what he did. Yeah. And you don't know if he's going to crack. You don't know how he's going to behave. Yeah. Um, having to face himself in this full reality. Yeah. And he catches her on the phone and that's what, you know, pushes him over, over yeah. the brink. Yeah. 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 And I was, I was like, in my head, I was internally like talking at the TV. I'm like, no, just don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Even <laughs> like, though you've seen this movie. I've seen it, it. I know it happens. And so my brain just started running. It's like, don't pick up the phone right now. Right. You know, just like, wait, mm-hmm. send him out, call the cops. The second he walks out the door, Yeah, you know, tell him he's great. And then, <laughs> but I guess she couldn't have anticipated, man. I really, I do really appreciate what it's trying to do, but I, at the same time, I can see why it's not accessible for a lot of people. Sure. Like why a lot of people would just be like, this movie's too weird. You I don't, yeah. I don't get it. What's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I think, yeah, I think it, you really got to give it, um, a chance. Mm-hmm. You got to give it some time. And then when you get past like a couple of reveals, it's a little better but you're right you did i didn't think about how fucking depressing it is it's really really sad it's rough like yeah there's a lot of smiles and dance numbers and fun (laughs) songs or whatever but what if you step back and see what's actually going on yeah the escapism is blocking a very very sad story yeah with a very very sad ending yeah but with a hilarious ending number imagine watching the whole movie but just from the perspective of the real world the whole time yeah that's (laughs) and that's like that's like the implied horror of of this movie is you see it in bits and pieces Mm -hmm. and you see it on the faces of the people reacting to it yeah but like we don't get the full picture we don't get what it's like his actual day-to-day yeah exactly yeah and it's just so weird too. these choices of i'm gonna buy 20 Tupperwares like medium-sized Tupperware (laughs) and just keep the but not to put them anywhere just to keep them in the Tupperware in my home and then just put them like along the wall yeah he's he's kind of like taking it step by step like he doesn't Mm -hmm. he doesn't totally execute without a lot of pushing right you know he needs to really be pushed into something happening yeah the dark comedy aspects are so great though like the, the fact that he's talking to this cop Well, he's got a body in the trunk of his car and he's carrying like a hacksaw and all this Tupperware. Yeah. And he's so like innocently apologetic. He's got this childlike quality to him where he always, the first thing he does is apologize. Like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. He says that all the time. And he's like, um, yeah. When the cop asks him where the deer is, he's like, I just left on the side of the road. I shouldn't have done that. I'm so sorry. sorry. Yeah. And that to me, like, like, I interpret that as just like, yeah, a lifetime of being interpreted as others as a weirdo and being made yeah. fun of so you just you're completely defensive 100 yeah that's what i get too and it's it's like that is another component of what's sad about it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh yeah and it gets him out of so much stuff too everyone like there are several characters who I, they may even have the exact same reaction like the foreman or like his boss and the cop both go ha, jerry yeah and they kind of just laugh yeah they're like he's harmless mm-hmm. we don't like they wouldn't even jerry wouldn't even enter their imagination as being responsible for why these people are disappearing yeah absolutely it's like he seems like too innocent or harmless for it yeah and ryan reynolds does a great job playing this character mm -hmm. like a little autistic a little strange and distant like i've never i haven't seen him perform like that in other things no that was surprising to me yeah his performance was insane and his breakdown was really believable Mm -hmm. you know like i call back again to the scene with the therapist in her office like how he's just so upset and you know like you can just see it on his face. He's really, really, really messed up because of what's happening, and he's desperate. He's got this crazy, desperate, yeah, something off kilter about you know where his mental state is. Yeah, and that like concoction, you know, on his face, acting in those scenes is really, really, really compelling. He he wants to do right. Like mm. he's trying his best to do the right move yeah. every step along the way. Even like yeah. the first the first death, um, completely not intentional, mm-hmm. completely by accident. Anna Kendrick's death, was like, he was just thrown into extreme circumstances that he was not anticipating whatsoever and yeah. freaked out. Yeah. And even then, like, he kind of knocked, knocked her against the bed, which I interpreted at first that paralyzed her somewhat. Like, she was moving her arms, but there was, like, this decisive snap. Yeah, that, that broke something bad. There's definitely a spinal injury, and it may not result in instant paralysis, but her eyes filled up with blood. Yeah. You know, she, that trauma of getting hit there did her, and she was dead. Yeah. Yeah, that killed her. Yeah, and uh yeah, I thought her her neck was snapped too. Even seeing this the second time, yeah. she does move her arms, but and great sound effect. It made me squirm and yeah. yell out a little bit. Yeah, it was, Ooh! yeah, it was, and just as the circumstances get more and more out of his control, like he, like even when the, the third person shows up and he kills her, like at that point he's just like so committed to, oh, this mm-hmm. is how I solve this problem. I got it. This is the next yeah. step. Like right. it's clear. Like it's such a believable descent. Of someone who hears voices into this kind of badness, you know what I mean? Yeah. like a really sympathetic account of that character it, it, Yeah, exactly. It's like you can see him just swirl in the drain over the course of an hour and 40 minutes mm-hmm. You know and everyone every little thing that happens makes sense why it would push that type of timid personality away from You know, like the cat is makes him terrified of like getting locked up. Yeah So that's like some of his motivation some of it is he's motivated by the head saying she that he um, she wants a friend um so it was an accident but then that that first thing with the accidental killing of the first girl um the cat asked like why did you bring the knife if you didn't you know why That's did you have true. that with you that is true so, so maybe an even more sinister part of him that he wasn't even fully aware of or he heard in any voice yeah or at least not consciously aware of because the cat is him right mm-hmm. so when the cat tells him that he that he's a killer some part of him is pointing out to him that yeah. look you brought the knife anyways yeah, you like it you like to do it. it's not like a suggestion that one person's making to another yeah he's sort of admitting to himself in a way mm-hmm. you know you like doing this you, why did you bring the knife oh and when he's got anna kendrick in his old childhood house and they leave and he put he takes the knife out and puts and it, it on the shelf on as there. they leave yeah he's like hey th- you know what this is going pretty well i'm enjoying yeah. it this isn't worth killing this person for a friend yeah and even like hearing that the voice of the head of the first girl is like i'm only i need a friend is this, like it really is a, it reveals his own loneliness mm-hmm. that, oh, someone is alone in the fridge. Like they're really going to want someone. Yeah. So like I should commit murder so that this person doesn't have to be alone. Like yeah. that deep sensitivity. And uh, when he kills her, he's like, I love you. You know? And then he like, he said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And he keeps stabbing <laughs> her. Yeah. And then she starts saying when she wants something to get him to do it, she says, I love you to him. And that's, he animates immediately and follows the instruction immediately mm-hmm. when her head tells him she loves him man like that's all he needs yeah i thought of this movie as like uh just a like quirky comedy with some really dark gross horror elements and now you really make oh, me I feel see sad that so this sad. movie makes me feel sad <laughs> and like just all that happiness stuff is just like it just makes me feel even sadder it's about like, how sad it is because <laughs> it's like we've got to just smile as if everything's okay make it till you We're make a big it big dance number <laughs> yeah oh man so yeah Ben Stiller I can't even imagine yeah. this under that I'm glad that movie didn't happen <laughs> oh thank god see why I almost wanted to throw up on your table and <laughs> this is perfect for this mm-hmm. like, yeah he's really good like I I was talking earlier about Paper Man that's yeah. like one of the performances where like I love you for this right. you know not your other big movies it's this like even well Deadpool is amazing but like I prefer movies like this his performance to like something like Deadpool yeah. because he shows like an, an incredible range it's much more complicated than his yeah. usual just like I'm a fun, sarcastic asshole. Exactly. That he just usually falls into. And he's the exact opposite. He's a timid, nice little boy. Yeah. But it gets bad. Yeah. So this was written by Michael R. Perry, who's the writer of The Second Paranormal Activity. Really? Yeah. How weird is that? Same scriptwriter as this. Came that's up with cool. the second one. Because the second Paranormal Activity introduces so many, or when I say so many, I'm thinking of the oscillating fan. but... Um. No, the fan actually, and I think I did say that in the, our Paranormal Activity but episode, but the oscillating fan is the third one. It is? Yes. So, Where they're kids, right? Because yeah. the fan's going back and forth and you see the bed sheet. That's uh-huh. Paranormal activity, activity 3, for sure. Okay, well, I'm thinking the fan, no, the fan uh, is downstairs. It's, like in the kitchen, and yeah. living room, going back and forth? Yeah, yeah, that's the third one. That is the third one. The second one is all like home security footage. Remember? The cameras are in there, and there's the crib upstairs, because it's her sister and the other house. Oh, I've, yeah. It's her sister. Yeah. It's not them as kids. I think I've only seen the second one once, so... I must have now that you're saying that. The third I one I saw positive. a couple times, because I really like that one. And it's got the little crawl space in their room? Yes. Yeah, that's and the that's third where one. the monster... It has like a name. Yeah, uh, Toby. Toby. That's yeah. where to- you start getting introduced to it as Toby. Toby. And, and that carries through... Oh, man. Okay. It might happen in the second one, too. There might be... Well, no, because there's no kids in the second one. Just the baby. The baby, and then the, and the baby dog. gets like taken down to the basement, right? And like, near the end? Yeah, the sister gets like possessed and picks yeah. up the baby and yeah. leaves with it or something. Okay, I think I only saw that once. All and right. I was almost positive that was the sequel but that makes perfect sense but yeah same writer's voice I thought that was pretty cool that's super cool and he also wrote on the tv series called the river have you heard of this one i have seen it i own the dvd no way so that's oren pelly's like foray into television after paranormal activity was so successful (laughs) him and this writer together the two of them made pitched and made that series that lasted just eight episodes yeah one season is it good yeah it's no really way. Good. It's uh, really good. Man, I, I want to check it out because it's, yeah, it's those Paranormal Activity dudes. Yep. And it's, what's her face? Katie from Paranormal Activity is one of the characters. Is yes, it she is. Yeah. Cool, man. Yeah, it's led by this guy. I think his character's name is Lincoln. And they just yeah. go into the Amazon and weird shit yeah, happens. His dad was like a nature, like a Steve Irwin type. Mm-hmm. And he goes missing in the Amazon. And then, like, they receive a beacon all of a sudden. So they go and. The river starts changing around them. It's amazing. Oh, cool! It's awesome. Fuck, that's incredible. I can't yeah. believe it. Only is it just a mini series? Like, was it intended to be longer? Yeah, and then it ca- was okay. So it did it, get canceled. It kind of cliffhangers, right? A little gotcha. bit at the end. Yeah, gotcha. So, yeah, super supernatural, and um, each episode is like kind of its own themed. Like it, they've got their own issue to deal with in that one episode. Huh. they it's great. It's great. I'll lend it to you if you want. Or cool. It, whatever. Yeah. No. Definitely. Um, I did like how in this one too, though, the fact that you have even though you have a, such a big concept as of oh, different voices talk or whatever, mm-hmm. it really kind of reined it in. Like I would have expected sure. other writers to just explode with it and like have some scene where he goes to a zoo and loses his mind or sure. you keep throwing in other animals. This I love that it was just the two animals and then the three heads like, yeah, keep it contained. You know, And, and the deer for a second. Right. That's right. true. Yeah, that's true. And uh, when he was younger, theoretically his sock bunny. Right. I was oh, like, that's so that? sad. Yeah. Yeah. Was... And the dad was yelling at him and freaking out because he just can't understand what his wife and child are going through. Yeah um you, you know why that like was like off my uh, off my back like water and i'm a duck is because i'm reading it right now mm-hmm. and let me tell you kids get treated way worse than that one <laughs> like the abuse and is just like stephen king can make Shit. you experience it yeah it's bad it's bad Damn. yeah so that was nothing That was easy abuse to watch. even the darkness that's in gerald's game like that's mm. that's from stephen king's brain yeah. as well yeah dude is troubled yikes did you like it yeah i did i did i appreciated it i didn't like i'm not obsessed with it sure it's like it does i do i do find it a very interesting and fascinating cool unique movie yeah. um but it doesn't it doesn't fully land with me but i no, still appreciate but, it yeah it, and even for me too it's kind of this quirky offbeat you know like here's something different yeah that you would probably never try otherwise totally i think it's totally worth checking out just because it's Mm -hmm. such a unique and ambitious movie i'm so glad that it exists yeah i'm interested to see if like on instagram what happens with this one yeah again like i I don't really i never saw this one included or considered a horror movie but i think you're completely right in lumping it in especially Mm -hmm. considering the other horror movies that we have watched that are horror comedies as well yeah this totally fits the bill yeah definitely there's the sequences where like you know Mm-hmm. in the house with like when Anna Kendrick gets there for the first time, you know, with the deer and the stuff that totally. he says running through the woods, it's horror. There's a lot of blood. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of, a lot of gore, a lot of body parts being thrown around. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm, I'm surprised that more like at the end of 2014, more people didn't include it on their list. Cause I don't remember seeing it on like end of your lists or as recommendations even. Yeah. I it think was off my radar. I think you're right though, that most people just, it hits you weird. You don't know what to do with it, mm-hmm. but we know what this podcast is about, so we can we can identify it, I guess, whether it fits in our bounds or not. I think so. Yeah, I wish it did. I wish it did better because I want I mm-hmm. want this director to be able to do more stuff. Some of the things were just shot beautifully, like, yeah. And now, like at the end, knowing that oh, everything was supposed to be elevated and heightened by his fantasy vision, mm. still, it's just it looks it all looked so so good. Yeah, I think like like making um, a movie like have you seen Pleasantville? Oh yeah, it's for sure. Where, like that's another movie where you get licensed to make a a movie that's basically reality, but where it's off, mm-hmm. it's like not totally right. It's on its side or something. And uh like, it must be like really fun to be able to use like straight, super dynamic, like neon colors and, you know, not have to rein in anything like that in certain scenes and how the, the contrast of realism versus how, you know, mm-hmm. how quirky and colorful it gets is like, I don't know. It's both jarring and intriguing. It must be so fun to make a movie like that. I bet. I bet. You know? And even just all the choreography, even with, there's that one scene that was probably one of the funniest ones it's after he had killed one or two people but he's at his work and he's just kind of standing there and he's just clearly zoning the fuck Mm -hmm. out and three of the forklifts come in and they do this choreography (laughs) and they start like moving and spinning around each other to a song that's in his head yeah and i think the song is about something that's happening too, like many of the songs are yes like written for the movie yeah um and he just has this dumb smile on his face like yeah. just, just blissing just out It's <laughs> part of his life like some people sit like by the lake and watch a bird fly over it yeah he watches the forklifts dance yeah. you know Yeah, and then there's like a perfect pyramid of bathtubs and even when he's loading it in in that introductory scene with the song about milton and he's like uh yeah they're finishing up the tub putting it in the box taping it closed forklift picks it up uh-huh. they put like two in that truck you know, like it's all for like symmetry and like stacking things neatly. Right. You know, those are common things to him. Like those, like maybe potentially like OCD is yeah a Yeah. Of it. OCD adjacent is yeah, part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's like shown in his own little world. Everything's stacked neatly and things aren't like, you know, um yeah Despite being place. disgusting, all of yeah. those like 20 Tupperware perfectly aligned up. Mm-hmm. All the pizza boxes are perfectly stacked. And there's no blood. He like there's no blood. Yeah, He's, he just wipes the top with like a Kleenex, uh-huh. you know And sets sets them down in a the fridge row. is just there's you only see the fridge in real life for one second when they show her head in yeah. there But there's blood everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> oh god. Yeah, it's a horrific apartment. They did a great job with that Yeah, and like I love anytime um, a movie has like original songs written for it mm-hmm. And it's not it's not like this is a musical it has a musical number at the end But it's so fun that all these songs are written with lyrics for like, what's happening? What's happening in the yeah. situations? Yeah, like the radio. Um, what was it? Was it saying like their names? Like I'm pretty sure Jerry the... and whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jerry and whatever the first, the first female was. Yeah, and then the music there's like that turned and got like darker. Like the music, like tonally. Oh, did it? It had like some more minor tones in it as it was like playing and oh, you man. saw some darker stuff in it. This would be a yeah. great soundtrack to listen to and appreciate. Yeah. I'm sure the nuances are even much more than you pick up on just a couple viewings. Yeah. And those are the kind of things that make like these movies. Like, I want to find the movies that cost $11 million and just didn't get a wide release. Totally. You know? Like, I want to find those movies because. They, they're just so dense with shit to look at and listen to and just notice especially in, in this case because that mm-hmm. 11 million clearly went into a lot of different really cool artistic endeavors yeah with the set design with the original score mm-hmm. with the choreography yeah it's like, it, it's like 11 million well spent that I, is yeah. so much money for a it movie a like this it's a shitload and I mean a lot of it probably went in Ryan Reynolds's pocket uh, probably yeah. probably a lot to pay for talent yeah. probably like a couple mil for him mil for Anna Kendrick sure and he well I mean he worked hard like he did a great he brought job. it yeah. clearly if he if they cast him immediately based on like his home recording of like mm-hmm. this is what i would do for all the different voices yeah yeah i think originally they were going to have different people do the voices and he said like oh let me read that's his voices and then it clicked to they didn't even think of it and the are like oh no of course this that's has to be the movie the most perfect thing about it and that's ben stiller would never have thought of that yeah <laughs> I imagine if Ben Stiller did, it would just, it would feel like Dr. Doolittle or something like exactly. that. He, that's exactly, I was about to say, my next suggestion would be Eddie Murphy. <laughs> yeah. And he, I don't think he would be able to bring the sadness to no. what that Ryan Reynolds brought no in way. this movie. No. Uh, because he also needs to be kind of young, right? And Yeah. He's supposed to be like late 20s, early 30s, I exactly. imply at one he, point. Yeah. Um, a great scene, uh, which is like both like, I think it was right after he killed Anna, uh, Anna Kendrick mm-hmm. um, and he was drunk. He was just drinking vodka and he was doing the voices but just to himself yes yes right? i love that that like that kind of broke the mm-hmm. broke the, mold broke for the fourth wall yeah. somewhat for the viewer yeah you're like this is what it looks like to see him like without his brain yeah. filtering you're a good boy and he'll only say the dog stuff like he's comforting himself at that moment yeah he's only yeah, talking to yeah, yeah. his bosco he's not doing both was that vodka that he was just pouring out and throwing back i think so yeah he like he was drinking right out of the bottle, and he was like drunk and he sloped down and when he said his prayer <sighs> it was really like slurred oh man his underwear he did the like karate moves and what is with that like weird ass monkey jukebox in his bedroom beside his small <laughs> little twin bed because they needed music at that moment in his room <laughs> he just went in and like put money in a it yeah yeah and just like hit it and it turned on and he's wasted mm-hmm. and it's just monkeys playing just music for give him him comfort and then he says a prayer about and he says please make me and bosco and mr whiskers good boys yeah <laughs> that was his prayer That all the different parts of him will be good. He just wants to be good. Yeah. He wants to be a good boy. So, this is so sad. I'll take your bullet for you, Jerry. Intruder, intruder. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, also, a lot of budget went into that big ass explosion. Sure. Right Right. when he was climbing down that thing, I'm like, oh, leaked gas. Yeah. This isn't going to end well. Gas leak. Yeah. You called it. I didn't even, I knew that that happened. I didn't even really pay attention. I was actually going to make a comment like, oh, they always have to do a thing where a pipe gets kicked in half and you can see the vapor come out of it. Yeah. I'm like, wait, that's, and then you're like, it's gas. I'm like, all right. That's that, what it means That means something. It. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, what's the weird... So that's like a vent in his bedroom? That's what he locked himself in, right? Um, Yeah. Or was he... Bedroom or bathroom? It was a bathroom. And then he's going down this vent in the bathroom. That has like a ladder in it yeah. and everything? That shit's crazy. I don't know if the vent trans- transitioned directly to ladder or he went through the vent and then went... He was just in a wall because it's above a bowling alley. Yeah. So there's like... He's going down into the alley. Man, you could just on weekends... Yeah. You know, or in he the middle of the cry. night, yeah. go down and just bowl a few. Yeah. But he's too good of a man for that. He would You're never totally do something right. like that. He would he always would never. Yeah. The cat would give him too much of a guilt trip or make him feel mm-hmm. shame about it. Yeah. And, uh, when, um... He, he was saying about like the date that they were going at, at Chen Cheng, the um I love Chinese the way he place. pronounces it too yeah <laughs> Chen Cheng. like yeah. he really he's really trying to like respect yeah and like say it the way that the owners of the restaurant have told him the name is yeah it's like if you're saying hey, would you like to go out and get some croissants yeah yeah it's like that <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, he he's there and he's or no before he gets there he's telling her like what the date is going to be it's like it's this amazing Chinese place and uh, you'll want to be there I'll get for a seat show. for the show She's yeah. like, what show he's like it's the greatest show on earth and it's an asian elvis yeah yeah (laughs) just singing dancing and doing some karate too yeah a little bit of karate there too? what is the guy's name from hot rod randall oh man you're so close to it you can't join us it's i feel like it's a last name get out of here get out of here oh can't i (laughs) 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 yeah the crazy hijinks like i was reminded of hot rod at the beginning of this movie when when we're not even really introduced to the character or his condition we're just in his world mm. when it's all like hyper reality and everything's bright and smiling and everyone's it's doing these quick cuts and he just seems so strange and yeah. bizarrely antisocial even when he's at dinner with all the um workers from accounting yeah. the way whether he's interacting kind of felt like rod like there's yeah he was super awkward and yeah. didn't totally know what to say but was like trying to interject yeah to... It definitely brought hot rod to mind yeah yeah no it has a similar quirkiness one goes Happy and one goes real oh, sad. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Every time I bring up the sadness in this movie, your head drops. Like, it's, it's really sad. It's it is. really sad. Probably the happiest sad movie I've seen in a while. Yeah. And that's that's like the thesis of it. Is like his smile is fake the whole time. Yeah. And that's it's that's a it's yeah, it's a really interesting character study. Mm-hmm. This dude who is just dealing with it. The scene with his mom is just so so sad too. Yeah. That's that's bad. Yeah. I don't even want to talk about it oh man dude <laughs> no but thanks great recommendation i'm glad i'm really glad to do this and scaredy cats you should definitely check this movie out if you've if you haven't really heard, if you like me you have not heard too much about it <laughs> yeah what compelled you to watch it in the first place trevor oh he he was he stumbled it? he stumbled across it yeah right um we might even get more information if you check out episode 13 featuring trevor pullman he uh <laughs> oh he talks a bit about he talks there. a little bit about it yeah right and it's uh oh i'm glad we watched it did you watch it after episode 13 then or before Before. like you had had seen it as well uh, like a week or two before oh wow so that's why i tried to lead trevor with the question i'm like watch any horror movies lately and he just stupidly couldn't remember yeah so i'm like here let me help you out (laughs) threw him a bone yeah and uh yeah we just watched that in his shitty little apartment oh the old one yeah blew my mind nice yeah it was really fun all right instagram comments instagram comments there it is (laughs) So we have a comment here on our martyrs post on Instagram from Miku, Miku, M-E-K-E-W. One of the scariest films I've ever seen, and maybe one of those together with Mulholland Drive, for instance, I wouldn't dare watch alone late at night. I have an easy time with the gore. It's the ideas that freak me out beyond belief. And also on our martyrs post, Lindsay Griffin or underscore Lindsay Griffin underscore said, I will never forget this movie. Very disturbing, but also a work of art yeah I couldn't agree with both of those more <laughs> absolutely, except the Mulholland drive thing, which I still haven't seen. It's been on my list for like ten years maholland drive yeah you think it'll it'll be one of those after ten years that would be like can't watch it alone in the dark kind of scary i I hope so. I would love for it to be that scary i it's I huge. interpret it more like i don't I don't know that much david Lynch stuff Mm-mm. no I even I've tried watching Twin Peaks a few times and now it's a lot of people are talking about that because the revivals back out mm-hmm. but i I just can't get into it. I've tried like I get each time I get a little further. Like once I tried watching just the pilot and I'm like <laughs> nah. then I got two or three episodes in and I'm like, nah, nah yeah. yeah, that's, that's, I sit about the same place, but maybe Mulholland drive is different. Yeah. Maybe let's just try watching it as a movie and yeah. Yeah. You know, try to get a better sense of Lynch. Yeah. But we should do like a eraser head too. At some point, that's probably maybe even a better idea to start with. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, martyrs. <laughs> yeah, of course. Right. That's what we're talking about. I, I couldn't agree in that it's hard to watch for many many different reasons exactly the different... gore, the gore and the concept yeah it, it's cool it's i mean, i can handle the gore mm-hmm. it's like well we had trouble with that um it's the ideas that i can handle yeah i had trouble with that too yeah <laughs> it's both are a problem for us yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah they got me and even like th- reflecting on it a little bit more like the whole idea of gore for gore's sake that really bugs me but this movie it's justified. Like, the gore fits the concept. It's, so, yeah. it doesn't make it any more pleasant, but it's I can't say that it was inappropriate yeah. or unacceptable. The gore and the torture part also fit. Yeah, and, it was a brutal torture for yeah. a very long time, but the story justifies it. It does, Which yeah. is even more horrifying, that you could come up with a concept to justify Back. making a viewer watch uh. that much torture. Um, to, uh, I <sighs> can't even imagine look what you're it. doing to us lindsey and McHugh. <laughs> <laughs> you're sending us back down that rabbit hole god i'm sweating my hands <laughs> are shaking um but here's a concept wouldn't dare watch it alone at night what if i watched martyrs alone oh what my the fuck. I don't know, man. No, we no, we were helping each other get through that by like just screaming and squirming in concert. We were, yeah, just doing that alone. And because it ramps up so much in the second act, and the first act is like they're saying a work of art, like it's so well done that you're you'd be you're so compelled when you're watching it. You're yeah. like, so you don't want to turn it off. Not like about, you've yeah. made it that far. You're like, I need to see what happens here. Yeah, because I want of how to, good it was. I want to stop suffering, but I. Yeah, must continue this holy ladder I'm climbing. If you had that second half first, I don't think it would work at all. You'd be like, "What is this bullshit? No way!" They need to drop the bottom out of your understanding of the world. Oh, and that's exactly what they do. Yeah, they they drop the ladder so you can climb down. Fuck no, why? (laughs) Oh, that ladder. Oh god. Well, thank you. Yeah, thanks guys. Thank you so much for that one, (laughs) McHugh and underscore Lindsay Griffin underscore. (laughs) Leave comments on our Instagram posts, and we'll say them on here, and we'll read them. Thanks, everyone, for listening to an op- another episode of the Text chris dave saw Massacre. I am David Stoneborough. I'm Chris Vandenberg. And as always... Chaos reigns, chaos reigns, chaos reigns, chaos reigns. Jerry is a good boy, chaos reigns. It's <laughs> Bosco and... Katsu. mr whiskers mr whiskers <laughs> see you next time scaredy cats <laughs>